0: So we're going to just finish off with a very short word, ladies, and um, I'm trusting that the Lord will really minister to all of us. I know he has already through those testimonies and I believe that he really wants um, He wants us to, to go out on a high. Everybody up for that? Amen. Let's go out on a high. So we're going to read uh, the last part of luke's gospel chapter 24 starting at verse 13 i'll not read all of it but i'm going to read some of it you'll notice that the title today is uh, about your heart burning question is your heart burning within you and i think for some of us as we have heard those testimonies our hearts have been burning and excited to hear what god is able to do so let's just read a few verses here Uh, that same day and remember this is the day of resurrection this is this is resurrection sunday after last week we looked at how there was all these people toing and froing and all the stuff that was happening around the tomb and how jesus appeared to mary and and all of that excitement that he was alive and it says that same day two of jesus followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from jerusalem and as they walked along they were talking about everything that had happened and as they talked and discussed these things jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them but God kept them from recognising him. I was really encouraged whenever, um, I think it was Marion shared, about walking here and Dorothy walking alongside her, coming towards Egals. And I just thought, you know, we need to know that very often when God walks with us, he'll put somebody, he'll, his presence will be in a physical person. Who will come and walk with us isn't he just such a great god because sometimes whenever we can't feel him or we can't sense that he's there he'll send someone along who's going to journey with you and i want to encourage all of you ladies that there's a job for you to do to journey alongside people and you know so often we we look at what god wants to do and we say what what ministry has god for me i want to encourage you that's a great ministry just to journey alongside someone and be there to speak into their life and to encourage them that's that's the Christ in you walking alongside someone and it says that God had kept them from recognizing Jesus and Jesus asked them what are you discussing so intently as you walked along and you, we all know this story I think and we love it it says that they stopped short sadness written across their faces then one of them called Cleophas replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about these things that have happened here, here, there this last few days. What things Jesus said? The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and all other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped, do you notice that? These people were disappointed. Their hopes had been dashed. We had hoped that he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. And this all happened three days ago. And then they go on to say that they had heard a rumour that some of the women had been around the tomb and they'd heard a rumour that maybe, maybe Jesus was alive. But here they were and it seems that they were walking along the road and they were sad. They were disappointed. And you see, it's in those times of disappointment and we all have them. There are times whenever we have small disappointments and there are times when we have huge disappointments. But we need to remember that it's at those times that Jesus wants to come alongside of us and that's what he said before he left he said I'm going back to my father John 14 but he said I'm going to send you the Paraclete. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit who's going to draw alongside of you and in those times of disappointment we need the Holy Spirit to walk alongside of us and we need each other to walk alongside of us and I'm sure there are many of you and you're carrying some degree of disappointment this morning but you need to know that God wants to walk with you He wants to walk you through this because he's going to take you through. He never keeps you in the valley of distress, in the valley of of death. He doesn't keep you in the place of disappointment where dreams have died. He doesn't keep you there, he walks you through. He's the God who walks you through and he wants to walk alongside of you. And so these women, we, we don't know who they were actually, it says just two of them, they may have been a husband and wife, they may have been two women, they may have been two men, I don't know. but. These two people didn't realise that Jesus was walking beside them and they were pouring out their heart. And you know what? The best thing we can do in times of disappointment is to pour our heart out to Jesus. We need to tell him how we feel. We need to verbalise it. It's not enough to just... Feel it and feel the pain. We need to actually ask, help me God to verbalise what I'm feeling. Help me to speak it out. It's really, really important to tell God how you feel. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And God wants you to verbalise it. The enemy wants to slap his hand over your mouth and stop you from pouring your heart out to God. But these two people didn't realise that Jesus was walking beside them but they were pouring out their hearts anyway. And that's what we need to do. We need to speak about how we feel. Speaking about how you feel is the correct and the best and the biblical thing to do. That's what people go to counseling, what for? To speak about how you feel. And yet God has it in his book. That's exactly what he wants us to do. And that's what these people were doing. They were pouring their hearts out and they didn't even realize it was Jesus that was walking beside them. And then it says that, he began to open up the scriptures to them. You see, I just think how amazing it must have been. Remember that Jesus, one of his names is the Word of God. That's one of the names of Jesus. Imagine that Jesus, the Word of God, was actually opening up the Word of God to them. What a Bible study that must have been. I'll tell you how to jump down here to let him get up here because do you know what? I just I just oh I'd have so loved to have heard how he opened up the scriptures. But you know what he can he by his spirit he can help us and speak to us that we can to some degree with his power open them up for you and god wants you to op- be, have the scriptures opened that you will understand and that you will see and so these people didn't realize what jesus was doing it says he, he said so then jesus took them through the writings of moses and all the prophets explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself do you know something i love the old testament Do you know why Because it's all about Jesus. He's there from the beginning. He's there from the very first verse in Genesis chapter 1. He's the whole way through. And the the Old Testament and the New Testament, they flow together, and Jesus is in every page. And God wants us to have our eyes open to see the beauty and the wonder. And you know what? There's always more. We will never come to the end of the truths that are in this. Word that we have available to us, we will never come to the end of it. We'll still be hearing and learning and being having revelations in heaven. I believe throughout eternity, God will continue to reveal secrets throughout eternity, and we need to realise that we have the Word of God right beside us. And you know what? The Holy Spirit, he's the one that Jesus said he would send to be the the Paraclete, to be. In fact. He actually says, I think it's John, I read recently, I think it's John 14 where he says, where he will send another paraclete. He will send another who will draw alongside you. Just as Jesus walked alongside these people, the Holy Spirit will come and walk alongside you. And the Holy Spirit can open up the scriptures for you. If you ask the Holy Spirit to help you before you read your Bible, you will find that he will open up truths and secrets and speak to you directly. He might not do it every single time because he wants you to be faithful and learn discipline but if you're open and you continue to place yourself before him you will find that there will be times when, when the Holy Spirit will just grip you by that word that is a living rima, the living word of God And that's the way God wants us to live. And so he opened up the scriptures to them. And it says in verse 28, By this time they were nearing Emmaus at the end of their journey. I'll tell you, as they were travelling along that road with Jesus, and as he was opening up the scriptures, I can tell you for sure that their sadness was being turned to joy because he was with them, his presence in his presence, his fullness of joy. And when we realize and begin to realize, and listen, we sometimes we've got to speak it out in faith and say, thank you, Jesus, you're right beside me today. Thank you that you're walking with me through this day. And as we do that by faith, we will find our joy increasing. Many years ago, away back in the 70s, one of the first, I think it might even have been the first time that I was in Israel, I remember, we were with the late Hedley Murphy, he was leading the group, and I remember that we were heading out to a mess, and I don't think we've ever been back since. And it's, it's not, not very much to see out there, but I remember that the coach pulled up, and we were coming out of the bus, and I'm stepping down the steps, and when I was just on the steps, there was an American choir, and they were singing Joy to the Lord! Well, honestly, I nearly busted myself getting down the steps. <laughs> I was like Because he's he's, he's risen. The sense that he was risen. The sense that this was the place that he walked with these guys. It just thrilled my heart. And you know what? We need to realize that he is alive. We need to realize he's with us and he's walking with us today. Just as he walked with these two people. And he wants by his Holy Spirit to open up the word of God to us on a daily basis. And he wants it to be real and vibrant so that our hearts really burn within us. It says, hang on a wee second. It says in the, uh, the Amplified Version that uh, it says that the, people, the two people along the road said, were not our hearts greatly moved and burning within us while he was talking with us on the road and as he opened and explained to us the scriptures? And you see, I just think that, that there was something... There was something released into them by the Spirit of God by through Jesus himself through his Holy Spirit do you know what it opened up the word to them and it it, I actually think that something was released into their spirit that not only caused joy but was powerful because it goes on to say that when he had left them and when they began to speak about this joy that they were experiencing and this burning it goes on to say, within the hour, down in verse 33, within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. Do You know what I call this—the turnaround part of the Word of God. Do you know something? You can be going one direction and with your head down and full of sadness and despondence and even disappointment. And do you know what? One encounter with Jesus, where He opens up the Word and He gives you truth, because the truth will set you free. Do you know what happens? Turn around. You don't have to keep going on that road of sadness. He can turn you around and he can get you going and he can fill you with his Holy Spirit. And they it says that they within the hour, they were on the road to Jerusalem. And when they got to Jerusalem, they found, it says, further down in verse 33, there that they found um, the other they found the eleven disciples and the others who had gathered with them who said, Here's the news they got when they got back to Jerusalem. The Lord has really risen he's really begun to believe it and he's appeared to peter i just wanted to bring that wee bit in because we spoke about peter the other night and the other day that we were here all the week and how he had so failed god and so let him down and 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 denied him denied jesus and do you remember we spoke about how jesus looked on him it says the lord turned and looked on peter and he was so broken because he knew he had let the Lord down. And he was so broken that, remember, it says that Peter went out and he wept bitterly. Do you know what blesses me? That very early on, at the beginning, on the same day, it would seem, on the same day as the resurrection, that Jesus had a private encounter with Peter. It wasn't public. He wasn't going to shame him. It was a private encounter. I believe it was an encounter that, that totally restored Peter. And I believe it was an encounter that whatever Jesus said to Peter that day, it prepared him to be the man that God was calling him to be. Now, we know that Jesus had another encounter with Peter on the beach in in Galilee. John 21 tells us about that, where he asked Peter three times, do you love me, Peter? And just as Peter had denied him three times publicly, Jesus asked him publicly three times, do you love me, Peter? And Peter said, yes, Lord. You know all things you know that i love you do you know what we all let the lord down so often but you know he loves to have those private encounters with us where he reassures us that we are restored where he picks us up and he says do you know what do you love me say, yes lord and he knows he knows that we love him and you know what something happened between that encounter that private encounter and the public encounter in John 21, something happened that prepared Peter for the day of Pentecost. Because we see a totally different man on the day of Pentecost. (coughs) When everybody was saying these people are drunk, Peter, it says, rose up in power and he preached Christ fearlessly in front of multitudes. And we all know that 3,000 people came to Christ that day as Peter, The one who failed preached the word. Don't you just love God's heart? Don't you just love how he takes our failures and turns them around and actually works out his plans in beautiful ways? I remember I read a book one time called Failing Forward. We move forward. God wants to move you forward through your failures. And uh, I know our time's almost gone, but a few more things and then we're finished. It seems that as they were talking then with these disciples and were probably rejoicing that that Jesus had already appeared to Peter, it says that when they were talking that Jesus himself came among them. I want to read to you what the Amplified Version says, verse 36 of uh, Luke chapter 24. Jesus himself, it says in the Amplified, took his stand among them and said to them, Peace, freedom, from all the distresses that are experienced as a result of sin, be to you. Do you know that we experience distress because of sin? Sin done to us, or sin that we have committed? That's what brings distress, and Jesus died to set us free. It's for freedom that Christ has set you free, and he wants you to know that he wants you free from distress. He wants you to trust in him even in testing times. And it says that we're so startled that he, he had to settle them. And if you remember, he we're not going to read all this, we haven't got time, but if you remember, he 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 said if you had anything to eat and he ate some food with them. And then he began to speak to them. Very this, I believe this was the same sort of time that's recorded in Acts chapter one. Need to remember that Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke, obviously, but he also wrote the Acts of the Apostles. And so it's also Luke who's speaking in Acts chapter 1. And just as he said here, I'm going to read some of this to you. It's kind of repeated in Acts chapter 1. It says... Then it says he spoke to these other disciples and he opened up their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ, the Messiah, should suffer and on the third day rise from among the dead. And that repentance with a view to and as a condition of forgiveness of sins should be preached in the name of God. in in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. you notice in Acts chapter 1 it's a little bit more written there where he says beginning at Jerusalem spreading out to Samaria and then to the uttermost uh, ends of the world and that's exactly what happened. And then he also says in verse 48 you are witnesses of these things. I want to tell you today what your ministry is. Your ministry is to be a witness. We're all called to be witnesses and that comes in many shapes and forms to be a witness. God spoke to me through that one line when I was in my early thirties and I've never forgotten it, you are my witnesses says the Lord and I remember saying Lord that's what I want to be, I want to be a witness and that verse has come up at various times in my life in the most unexpected times, I went to visit my cousin in Atlanta years ago and she told me about this black preacher they had who was powerful and he got up and he preached and he preached didn't he preach from chapter from Acts chapter one you're my witnesses, said the Lord and I was I was so touched I was so deeply touched and I remember I remember going into the bathroom and just really just weeping it was, it was like a freshness it was like a fresh anointing it was like a fresh commission you're my witness and I remember I was so touched I went back to see that same cousin about five years later maybe it was even more than that guess what? The same black preacher got up. And what do you think? He says, I know I was nearly going to skip this chapter, but because we're going through the book of Acts, but I'm just going to preach to you from Acts chapter 1. And he preached the whole thing all over again. <laughs> like, what are the chances of that? And I believe there's something in that as a word for you today, that you are his witnesses. And he says, there's a time to stay here and and there's some people who are called to stay here all their days to stay where they are and to be though to be the people that will send others out but there's a call on some people to begin to move out and God will show you and direct you and I believe God's gonna start moving stuff out across this land I believe it even from this weekend from the Tabar conference I speak it out prophetically yeah. that God is gonna do something powerful in this church over the weekend through this conference will actually send a wave across this land and you know what we need to be part of it we don't want to miss this and so Jesus appeared with them and then uh, we're almost I promise you almost finished if you read in Acts chapter 1 it says that he led them out as far as Bethany and it says he raised his hands in blessing can you get the picture he raised his hands in blessing and he left them he was taken up into heaven, and it tells us in Acts chapter 1 that as they were standing and watching him being taken up into heaven, it says that two men in white appeared and said, Why are you standing up looking at that? This same Jesus, this same Jesus, shall so <coughs> come again in like manner, in the same way as you have seen him go. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the word is? It's on the street, girls. He's coming back, yes. he's coming back, he's alive and he's coming back. And we're going to finish off today by singing a real old song. It is so old that only you that are my age and they <coughs> will probably remember it. It's called He Lives. And, and as we sing this, I've actually even got Jean humming this song all morning. I've been playing it early this morning. Do you know what? He really is alive. And do you know what? He wants to live in you. He wants you. That's actually not what you call the song. I'm thinking... It's If that, that's not what you call it, but the song it's called. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. There's another one called He Lives, He Lives, Christ Jesus Lives Today. And he walks with me and he talks with me a long life's narrow way. He lives, he lives. You ask me why he lives? Because I know he lives because he lives within my heart. I've missed skip a little bit there, but sure, that's all right. Listen, he wants to walk with you throughout the summer. Will you give him time every day to stop on your journey? and spend a little time with him? Will you give him that time and open up your heart to hear him? We'll be listening to him in America. We'll be, we'll be opening, giving him time and space in America to hear him. Will you do that throughout the summer? If you do, you'll find that, that your life will be changed, and I know that many of you have been doing that, not just recently, but for years. But God wants to give us more, and he wants us to have a fresh revelation that he really is alive. And because he is alive, you and I can face tomorrow. Let's just stand and really sing this for his glory. I As we finish off The book of Luke, Luke's gospel as we finish today for this season I want you to go out of here knowing in a fresh and a new way that he is alive that he lives, that he's with you he's in you, he's around you St. Patrick said he's before you and behind you he's there for you and he's there for you throughout the summer and I'm believing the Holy Spirit is going to make the scriptures come alive to you just the way he did so that your hearts will burn throughout the summer so that you won't be missing gals. You'll be so full of what God's saying to you, you'll be busting back here to tell us all about it. May it be so for his glory. And we are here, if you want to come up and get some prayer, we're here to stand with you if that's the case. But we release you. Go and be blessed and enjoy this summer in Jesus' mighty name. He is alive. Amen.